Imagine yourself hiking through the European countryside, somewhere between England and Scotland. You and a friend have planned for months to backpack across Europe. A journey to a foreign land to see the sights and witness the culture. A break from the monotony of daily life. You set off on your journey, you walk towards the mountains, but as the day grows longer, you begin to lose your path. The sun is beginning to set. You become lost and you find sanctuary in a strange, isolated pub and you ask for directions. Outside the walls of your refugee, refugee, refuge, a snarling howl erupts across the countryside, chilling you to the bone. The pubgoers warn you stick to the road and wear strain from the path. Begging them for their hospitality, you venture out into the dark, only to be lit by the light of the full moon. This is It Records. As always, I'm your host, Matt Johnson, butchered the opening a little bit there. But I am uh, joined again with two of other co-hosts, Pete and Lindsay. Pete and Lindsay! The, the, the intro that you wrote. Hello, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. Pete, I didn't give you a uh, a warm open this time as I usually do. That's that's okay. Yeah. People are tired of it. Yeah, I got flustered when I... When I messed up in the middle there. <laughs> and uh, what was the name of the pub? Um, the uh, Slaughtered Lamb, right? Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good good name. Good name. It's a good name, but where's the lamb? Right? No. <laughs> it's really welcoming, if you ask me. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Very inviting. So, so yeah, American Werewolf is is the movie that we were doing. If, oh yeah, if no one could pick up on that, <laughs> did American Werewolf in London, uh, came, directed by John Landis, nineteen eighty one. Did you hear that? What was it? A coyote. There aren't any coyotes in England. <laughs> What happened to them? Well, the police report said they were attacked by an escaped lunatic. Must have been a very powerful man. Jack and I were not attacked by a man. It's an animal. A wolf. Did he say a wolf? Yes. I believe he did. Did you get a good look at the man who attacked you? Doctor, my memory is fine. It's my sanity I'm beginning to worry about. You've never had bad dreams before? Well, sure, as a kid, but never so real, never so weird. I'm going to look into your eyes. <laughs> my friend Jack was just here. <gasps> your dead friend, Jack. Hi, David! He told me that... I will become a monster in two days. The supernatural, the power of darkness, it's all true. Please believe me. Believe what? That tomorrow night, beneath the full moon, I'll sprout hair and fangs and eat people? You'd be surprised what horrors a man is capable of. Are you all right now? I don't know. I'll let you know the next full moon. I'm a werewolf. You're going to change. You'll kill people. You'll become... I know. A monster. 
David, don't lose control. Control? What control? David, I can help you. No, I'm not safe to be with. You gotta stay away from me. I didn't think it was that old to be I thought it was more recent. You didn't think it was an 80s movie or did you think it was later? Yeah. Like later 80s almost 90s <clears throat> I felt like. Like not just coming into the 80s. It's almost a 70s movie. I don't know. It Yeah. It just seemed much Yeah. I don't know. It felt more recent. It kind of beat out the other werewolf movies that were coming out at the time cuz there were quite a bit in the 80s and I feel like it Started off the pack. Yeah. All right then. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it also surprised me. Uh, John Landis did this picture. I was I was gonna say that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've known of the movie American Werewolf in London for a long time, but not until this viewing. Did I really look into yeah. the director is John Landis, the Animal House director? And Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense for the comedy in this film. And uh quick segue for a yeah. second, apparently his son wants to do a reboot of the movie. I read that too. Yeah. That's very interesting. Is that like for sure or they've been in talks of of doing the remake? I have no idea of how concrete it is, mm-hmm. but uh, the fact that his son, you know, I don't know who said it, so I, I don't really know. It could be, like, legit, because, yeah. like, oh, that makes sense why his son would do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's done anything. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> his son's done no directorial work, but he's going to do the remake of it. Yeah, <laughs> but it, looking at his other work, it's weird that he did this movie. It doesn't really make much sense. Besides that, it, yeah. Yeah, it is comedic a little bit, but it's also like, there's some parts of it that are pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, I read that like he himself was pretty surprised watching it back at how gory it was. And uh, I think that, you know, when he was looking to get the film done, I read that, you know, studios didn't really know where to place it. Like, it's too funny to be scary, and it's too scary to be, you know, a comedy. So I think it was definitely something that, you know, people hadn't really seen before. They didn't know what to do with it. So, yeah, interesting. It is. I, I couldn't even like really. I didn't want to label it slapstick horror, like The Burbs or like Reanimator, because it's it. It's not like poking fun at like conventions of other horror movies. It's it's a horror movie, but just like the jokes seem like they'd be in an Animal House movie. Like they just feel like they would be real. This real jokes in a comedy movie. So it's just, it's a weird balance, but, I mean, it's it's entertaining. I think it yeah. works. Yeah. It, like, it's one of my, uh, like, first viewing on this movie. I was like, wow, this movie's freaking amazing, because I, I loved it. And um, I think I watched it for the first time. I rented it from the good old uh, movie fan oh. in, at ISU. It was, like, the first time I watched it. R.I.P. Yeah. And I actually yeah. bought... I actually bought my copy of it from there when when they were closing down. Oh, nice. Man. Yeah, so I still got it. <laughs> Relic from the past. What did you guys think of uh, the soundtrack of the of the movie? 
I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was just so, like, perfectly crafted, you know, every single song having to do with the moon. And, uh, when I really started noticing that was when they started playing, uh, Creedence, uh, Clearwater Revival, Bad Moon. And I was just like, okay, I see where mm. we're going here. So, uh, <clears throat> I appreciated it. Yeah, good old John Landis being, uh, fighting hard for those, uh, yeah. sound credits. Mm-hmm. Like he, apparently he had a hard time getting the Van Morrison mm-hmm. song Moon Dance. Really? And he like des- desperately really wanted it in there. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that in like the little Too trivia thing that. for it. It belonged there. Yeah, and there were three different versions of Blue Moon, right? The first, the yeah, transformation, the opening credits, and then the, was it the end credits? Was it Blue Moon? Yeah. It was the end credits. Yeah. All three different versions. Yeah. What's so interesting was, uh, is that. Uh, all the songs were like pretty like upbeat for such a sinister like gory plot you know so uh, that's why i think it stands out so much and like i i've always liked when movies do that they always go against like the grain like kind of just like really uplifting songs almost (laughs) i mean except for like maybe bad moon rising because that was like such a i guess (laughs) anti-war time movement at the time (laughs) But it, it has like a kind of like an upbeat sound to it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the song itself. Yeah, the soundtrack really sets the tone for this. Movie. But uh, <laughs> is there anything um, before we go more into the movie? Is there anything you guys want to point out about like credits or fun little trivia? Or do you guys want to wait on that? Um, I know um, that John Landis wanted it was going to be Aykroyd and Belushi to originally be in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, but they wow. were off doing some movie. I don't, I don't know the name. They were filming some other one at the time, so... It... I didn't recognize yeah, it, actually. Maybe that's why yeah, I don't the movie recall name. it. <laughs> yeah, it must have been like a movie that didn't do so hot, because I saw that the, both of them were in it, and I was like, I don't recognize yeah. that movie at all. I think if they would have been in this movie, I, it would have definitely changed... How I perceived it of Belushi yeah. and Aykroyd, if it was the same exact script. Who would... Well, it, it, it's, it's weird is that I feel like it wouldn't work, but then, like, Dan Aykroyd also worked with John Landis in the Twilight Zone movie because he directed one of the segments in that mm-hmm. movie. Why are you uh, oh, doing that? What happened on that, You're not f- on that set for John Landis? Oh, yeah. that's true. But go on with your point. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed that movie, but then I you just made me remember what happened mm-hmm. on the set of that movie. But I think it's, besides that, mm-hmm. it's a really entertaining movie. You have John Landis, Steven Spielberg, and Joe Dante. I think that's it. That might be another one. They all directed segments for that movie. And they all, it's all really entertaining. They got great makeup yeah. artists. So it's like, Dan Aykroyd was like, funny and scary in that yeah so maybe it could have worked but i feel like i couldn't see this movie any other way now that it's kind of cemented itself in like a werewolf genre because it's like almost everyone's favorite werewolf movie i feel like yeah that's a fair point i also know that because of this movie michael jackson loved it so much that he had John Landis direct his thriller yeah. <laughs> uh, music video. That explains everything. 
Oh, that's great. And he got he got all the same crew, like his makeup mm-hmm. people. Every everyone in the crew was the same from that movie to the, the music video, which I think is that's really crazy. Cool. That's yeah. really awesome. So was that eighty three, the music video, or was it? Oh god, I don't even I don't even remember. Okay. It, it's sometime. It's probably around. Oh yeah, there it had to be like right somewhere. after it, or pretty close. But I also heard um, the makeup artist in this uh, in this film, which is great. I mean, it's good. We can we'll talk about that if we want. But he was. Uh, pretty upset with Landis on how much they actually used of uh, footage for the transformation scene. Yeah. Because of how long it took to actually make everything. And it was just like this... I don't know. I don't even know how long it was. Not that long, but this few shot. It was like two minutes. Yeah. And it would take him, like, I forget, like months to like just do... It took him the whole day, the whole day to set it up. Yeah, and then just, that's it, we're good. <laughs> yeah. But then I also saw in that, I think that same little bit, that, like, once he saw the crowd's reaction, he, like, changed his mind because, like, people were, like, cheering in the theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, okay, my work did yeah. good. It's appreciated. <laughs> but uh, speaking of the transformation scene, do you guys want to give it a go to watch and for our viewers, we'll explain to them, I guess, since they can't really see it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's give it a watch. I can figure it out. There we go. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna hit Hills hit play and turn down your. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna turn it down a little bit because it's kind of loud mm. in my headphones. <laughs> and here's the second version of Blue Moon mm-hmm. playing. Did you know that <laughs> what this actor? Spent over about half the film naked. You know, yeah, I did read something crazy like that. <laughs> he's, he's in a lot of pain yeah. right now. <laughs> right. And uh, I don't know if you guys knew this about the makeup artist, is that he was supposed to do the makeup for The Howling. Oh. I don't know if you guys yeah, ever heard of that movie. It's another prominent uh, werewolf movie that I think Joe Dante directed, actually. And and he pro- and then John Lannis convinced him to do this. So his protege took over for, for The Howling. And The Howling is also like considered like one of the best transformation scenes of all time. Mm-hmm. But people say this one is better because it was the master and not the student. <laughs> oh. But it's kind of crazy to see how they did this. Like, he's just, like, his body is really changing, and it looks good to this day. Yeah. It does. I think it does hold up. Because, like, like, even though I feel like we kind of, like, shit on CGI a lot in this podcast, there's good ways of doing it if they kind of, like, combine the two. Like, oh, let's do some prosthetics and some CGI to kind of combine the two. Sure. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like it's just easier and cheaper to do all CGI. And I feel like a lot of horror films kind of fall into that category. Yeah. <laughs> I like they just show Mickey Mouse for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
was intense. Do you guys think... Now, I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, and full-out spoilers, I guess. Ooh. Do you think that in the, in the end, that he intentionally let himself be killed? In that crazy sequence Piccadilly Center. of like the little square. Piccadilly square, yeah. Mm -hmm. You gotta wonder. Just because it's very like he's he definitely is starting to see all the havoc that he's wrought, you know, on this uh, because town when first. I... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like, at first, like, he wasn't even sure, like, you know, he didn't remember what happened, and he's just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that, you know, and, uh, you know, this keeps happening, and, uh, it keeps getting worse, and, so that is a really good question, I'm not totally sure what, uh, he was thinking toward the end, but it was just madness. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, because I... I feel like he was just like an animal at that point, and in, I forgot what I was reading about the movie, and I, I don't think it was like on Wikipedia. It was like someone's like take on the movie, and they said that he intentionally let himself be killed, and then I was like really thinking about that, and I was like, I don't know if I agree with that because it's like there was so much going on with that scene because like people are just getting hit by cars, I mean people are getting slashed by the beast. That scene's great, by the way. That's another great scene that we actually aren't going to talk about that much. <laughs> and it's funny that he almost wasn't allowed to do the scene because of, like, of how much chaos was going to do. But then, since he had experience with Blues Brothers and that crazy car chase and working with the Chicago Police Department, he kind of knew what to do in London for that scene. So, like, he had no problem because he knew exactly what to do without holding up traffic wow. on top of That's all impressive. that all that stuff mm -hmm. and they got it cleaned up within like a half hour i guess they said that's his forte i guess crazy yeah chaos car chases and quick quick cleanup <laughs> and he he's actually in the scene where he gets hit by a car yeah. and he goes through like the mm -hmm. window <clears throat> that's yeah. talent yeah um Back to the uh, your guys' point, where you're talking about if he wanted to be killed at the end. I lean towards the the way of he did. I mean, I and I agree with whatever wherever you read that from. Just because mm -hmm. what, what led up to that chaos was him in the theater with David and the other people that he had killed, and like how they're in the limbo state. Which I want to talk about that. It's yeah. like everybody who he attacks can't move on. They're sort of. Stuck in purgatory until the werewolf is killed. So he's starting to realize that, and like all these people have these lives, and he turns into the werewolf before he can do anything. Um, and then it's the final realization of seeing the woman he loves and he, what he's done. So he kind of just is willing to give up his life so he's not ruining everybody and killing people anymore. Hmm. I really like they did that with the werewolf because, like, I don't think I've really seen that before in any other werewolf mm -hmm. movies. And you kind of see it with other horror films, but not so much. I feel like more, maybe like a ghost movie or something. It was like a very paranormal experience to it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that kind of leads it up to the next clip, in my yeah. opinion, which is 
the one that you picked out, Matt, the Jack's yeah. warning, where he where they're first attacked. By the way, his buddy's killed in London, or I guess mm-hmm. the outskirts of London, where he's brought to the hospital, and I think it's we should start playing that one and sure. take a listen and comments on it. How'd you guys feel about the love story between him and the nurse? Because I thought that was really weird. I agree. Yeah. I thought it was a little... I don't know even what to say about it. I was just like... Can I have a piece of toast? Get the fuck out of here, Jack. Okay. I like how nonchalant Jack is. Yeah, right. He says, can I have a piece of toast? And he's just like, yeah, it's like, like this. fucking <laughs> ripped out. I'm like, it's so gruesome. I realize I don't look so hot, David. This kind of reminds me of another that John Landis told him to be as cheery as possible in these scenes. I think it kind of it kind of plays into like the comedy, like a black comedy at that point. Because he's just like, hey man, that's my friend. When he's like, all the people are kind of shitting him at the movie theater. Buried someplace in New York. Yeah. Little thing flopping around in his neck. Unsettling. Surprised you were a very well liked person. Yeah. That also must have taken a long time to. I feel like all the makeup had to do. Oh, yeah. Am I asleep now or what? So, so you know what she does? She's so. So, of the. She runs to find Of the scenes that you guys have chosen, are these your favorite in the movie or did this call them out for the best discussion in your opinion? I think they're good for discussion. David! Especially to talk what? about the most poignant parts now, of the film, really as in like the werewolf floor we're talking about here and the transformation. But uh, we were attacked by a werewolf as for my favorite, listening to this, I do like the subway we scene a lot. By a yeah, that's one of my favorite. Yeah, that one's good too. Down a guy off the subway. I was murdered, an unnatural death, and now I walk the earth. Where you see um, the a Monty Python poster? No, I didn't. Shut up. The wolves. Yeah, I, I, I could have sworn I did. I realized I made that. <laughs> I thought it was like the meaning of life or oh, something. Maybe. It's you, David. Is that around the same time? Probably pretty close. Please this is 81. You'll kill people. Yeah. Nurse! Listen to me! Nurse! Because, like, that's too long after the Holy Grail, I feel like. Yeah. It's all true. The undead surround me. It's gotta be, like... What was the third one? I can't even remember. It's boring. I'm lonely. Take your life, David. Kill yourself. Before you I guess this also brings up where Jack just told him to kill himself. He kind of just tells him to do that in all the discussions. It all leads back to that. So it could kind of support your theory that you agree with. Yeah. Because he also tries to. Beware the moon, David. Um. Later in the film, with that pocket knife, but he whims out. Yeah. Yeah. After he talks to like his yeah. little sister or something. Tells her to tell his parents he loves them, and yeah, you could kind of see. Yeah. Where that was going. I feel like I'm running out of trivia. I just keep, <laughs> I just keep dropping them. Dropping <laughs> some knowledge. Well, in terms of trivia, I mean, we've talked about the makeup and how, I mean, the transformation sequence and how gory it looks. It prompted the. Uh, the Oscar award, right, for best makeup in a motion picture? For best... Yeah. Yeah, it was the first one mm-hmm. to win it, which I think is really cool. Yeah. So there's some... Tr- 
and someone that year got an honorary award. I'd never seen the movie that they were talking about. It was like the Many Faces of something. It came out like in 1960. I remember the year of the movie for some reason, but not the name of the movie. <laughs> it was like some classic like horror actor. That... I'm trying to think what even movie that would be, but it doesn't really... I haven't seen the movie, so it didn't really click with me. Who the actor was? You said it was an iconic horror actor? Is it Lon Chaney? Yeah, and it was like... Which would... yeah, it might have been Lon yeah, Chaney. Because I, I feel like who else would they give it to? But it was like, the movie was for 1960, and Lon Chaney was definitely dead by then. They could have given <laughs> it to his son. I don't know. Because both of them mm-hmm. were in horror movies. Lon Chaney was the Wolfman, right? Yes. Junior was the Wolfman? Uh, Junior okay. was. Yeah, I thought I thought yeah, the senior right. yep. was like Phantom of, the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. Gotcha. And a f- uh, uh, I found a remember a funny trivia from this is that uh, when they casted uh, was it David is mm-hmm. the main guy right that's his name. Um, in London they'd like they kind of didn't want him to do it the first day like oh we got a lot of fine boys here in London that you could cast, and then they didn't want him to do it without like having like a main. British actor, and then I'm like, okay, I'll just call the movie American Wolf in Paris then. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, you uh, you could cast whoever you want, John Landis. <laughs> and what's funny is that there actually is a movie called that. This technically yeah. the sequel, I guess, to this movie that's supposed to be pretty terrible. That's I've never seen it. No one, no one at all is involved by any means, which is classic. Or sequels, in my opinion, especially for ones that are. No, bad. I'm really glad you wanted to watch this one because I was gonna watch the wrong movie at first. I thought you wanted to watch American uh, Werewolf in Paris, and I was reading <laughs> about it. I was getting really concerned. I was like, that doesn't seem like something he would do. And then uh, we clarified in conversation <laughs> that uh, we we're supposed to watch the first one. So. Uh... <clears throat> <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, I read that one. Uh, I think it was 15 years after um, the London one. Maybe. That's wow. That, yeah, that's a long Maybe time. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> do well. Yeah. Maybe that's the one I was thinking of. Where I thought it was more recent. Mm, that one. I'm, that that's sense. what I'm thinking of. That's isn't. That definitely would be yeah. more of 90s than that at that point. It'd Super be like 90s. late 90s. Yeah. Maybe it was 97 or something like that. Shall we uh, go into the last scene that yeah. we picked out? Let's do it. That even though we haven't really talked much about it, but he had a lot of nightmares in the movie, and this one I think is the most bizarre. And kind of leading up to it, it kind of reminded me of like Nazis because they just look like Nazi werewolves. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know where he got it from, but apparently it's very similar to another horror film. It's it's a horror anthology movie. Um, can't remember the name, so I'm not really helping out anyone here. Um, but apparently it's very similar to that, and I think it was, like, totally by accident. The only thing that's different is, like, I guess, spoiler for the end of the clip before we even watch it, the nurse is not killed at all. Where in this one, his little crush gets killed at the end of the sequence. They're in love, Pete. 
is like really the only it's difference. It's love. It's huh? in the crush. They're in love. Yeah, you know they spent they spent like what two and when days they're moving together. In together. And... Come on, Pete. That's how it works. Had sex in the shower. <laughs> that was really cold, apparently. <laughs> I read it. In, I read it in the trivia. They're like, yeah, the the showers were really cold because there's a lot of showers in London. <laughs> And I was like, that's yeah. a weird trivia. That's <laughs> but on that note, I'm going to play the clip that starts off when you watch, they're watching yeah. the Muppets. Muppets. This dream sequence, was there several, this one blew me away. I had no idea this would be coming. Was this your first no, time I'm just watching it? in general. Yeah, when I general. first saw it, I was, yeah, this one. Like, oh, I what? was blown away too because I was just like, "Yeah, open up the door." <laughs> Fucking Nazi werewolves. Huh. It's like really messed yeah. up. <laughs> and apparently, the, the makeup guy. Um, I'm not doing him any favors because I don't know his name. But I'm looking at it. Um, he's the one in the with the knife toward David's okay. gun. Oh, oh shit! And then with the big old mess and there's <laughs> And it apparently was a real knife. And the and the actor was really scared that he was gonna do something because you couldn't see shit through those wow. masks apparently. Man, why have a real knife? <laughs> I don't know. It's really Inception there, where Jim with yeah. is a bad one. Yeah. But I wonder why Nazi werewolves. Well, I know. I was reading somewhere, and I do more research, but he wanted to do something like some sort of symbolic allegory to like the Holocaust, because that's why. I mean, David, they say, is Jewish, or whatever. Uh, and yeah. And yeah, so they wanted to have it be. The nurse who took a peek yeah. to make sure that mm -hmm. he was Jewish. That was weird. <laughs> so I need to take a, a deeper look at that, watching it through that lens, but that, huh. that's what I read. That's why it's Nazis, or meant to look like Nazis. Wow. The doctor also makes an offhanded comment that he, if I could survive Rommel in the desert, I yeah. could survive mm -hmm. this, which is a World War II general. Hmm. Kind of just dropping little, little World War Two references all Tires. around the movie, I guess. Did you like how freaking British the Doctor was? Yeah, Doctor. He's he was a just good like, dude. He was just like, if you're gonna be crazy, you know, just do it on your own time, you know. <laughs> you know, try and straighten up, lad. I, I'm trying to imitate him, <laughs> but I can't do it. I can't do a British accent. He's like. At least wait until you're out of our care. I was like, "Thanks, Doc." What kind of? <laughs> or another character that kind of just is random. The two police officers that are from Liverpool, mm -hmm. very comedic, and the one that drops shit in a doctor's office, and the one who's from the the UN or whatever. He's like the representative. He's like, "Oh, these kids these days don't do, don't appreciate anything you do for them." Remember, because he's like yeah. freaking out. He's like, yeah, "David." Stop freaking out. It's fine. Your friend's dead. I'm like, yeah. why do you think he's fucking freaking out? His friend literally died. Yeah, he comes in, like, hot and is, like, pissed that David is, I mean, yeah, is having any reaction. Like, oh, these dumbass kids. <laughs> you don't even know him. 
<laughs> you work for the UN. <laughs> no sympathy there. Yeah. Have a heart, you know? <laughs> like, that, it was, like, very <laughs> aggressive for him to be like, God, these fucking kids just don't appreciate anything. Like, you're being a little harsh right now. Cool. <laughs> He's in the hospital. <laughs> He's been out for three weeks, right? Is that what they say, said? Like, three week coma or something yeah. like that. Give me a damn break. He was attacked by a... a f- a fucking animal. Well, it was a lunatic, they said. They also yeah. was a lunatic, not a, a werewolf. St- a strength of ten men, <laughs> apparently. The doctor. The doctor says this. Come on, you should know more than that. <laughs> so, closing comments for the for the movie. Um, is there any... I feel like we just dropped trivia throughout mm-hmm. the meat of the episode where we usually kind of wait for the end. We mentioned there was a shitty sequel. Yeah, and a possible um, remake. Possible remake. Um, box office success, I think. I actually don't know. Oh yeah, it was only a ten million dollar budgeted movie, and they made uh, sixty two. Uh, yeah, that that's pretty good. Pretty successful. So it was profitable. Yeah, which prompted a second one fifteen years later. <laughs> Not so much luck there. I wonder if. I wonder if John Landis was pissed I wonder, off about I that. I would imagine. You know, uh, kind of just come in there and. Do we know who directed that one? I have no idea. I mean, it doesn't matter. It wasn't John Landis, but, like, therefore irrelevant. Yeah, but it it could be somebody. I mean, it could be. It could be someone important. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the Aliens quadrilogy has, like, who is. That's uh, Ridley, uh, Fisher, Cameron. James Cameron. Yeah, it's all, all these people that went on to do other things and in uh the french director who uh directed uh Amile. oh interesting oh really? ever see- if you ever seen that i'm pretty sure yeah. that's him hey. oh okay whoops i i googled american in paris which is a totally <laughs> different movie <laughs> it is a musical <laughs> if you guys were wondering well we want to defend destroy it yeah. I absolutely defended it if you guys didn't know. Oh my god. American Wolf in Paris has 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. And that's the movie so I thought you god. wanted to watch. You can imagine my concern. <laughs> I mean, there's Just some leapfrog shitty... leapfrog American Wolf in London <laughs> to that one. There's some shitty movies that I like that are horror films that I enjoy. Yeah, he's done nothing. Okay. He's from... Uh... Beirut? Am I saying that right? B-E-I-R-U-T? From, uh... You know, <laughs> I'm just not really good... Yeah, I, from Lebanon? Le, le, you know, I'm just gonna let... I'm just gonna let that one slide. <laughs> let that one lay there? Okay. I, I can't pronounce words. But he hasn't done oh. a whole lot. He stopped directing in 2009, it looks like. And I've never heard of any of these movies. Solid. That's a shame. So yeah, we all defended it, I assume. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what, guys? I'm gonna have to... No, I'm gonna <laughs> defend it. I'm defending it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> so, last question here before our sign-off. Is this probably gonna be the best werewolf movie we probably will see? Maybe... I mean, I guess people could say the werewolf 
if you want to go classic. But I don't think there's too many other contenders besides those two. From what I've seen. Yeah, I don't... Probably. I can't think of another one. They remade The Wolfman in, like, the early 2000s, which wasn't that good. Yeah. You talk about that one with Mm -hmm. Benicio Del Toro that I saw in theaters. I did, too. I was there, yeah. (laughs) I was really excited. I I would say the makeup is really good for it, but everything else is pretty awful. (laughs) I remember thinking it was bad back then, and I was in high school, and I feel like my taste in movies weren't very, you know, eclectic. (laughs) They weren't... (laughs) refined as they are right now so i i would say this one has got to be the best one we'll do but we can search through we can look through a bunch of werewolf movies yeah and i still stand by my comment that wolfman's the best of the the classics from uh universal well, I mean, it's great but i mean you got dracula in there pete which you uh constantly knock you constantly you know knock I, it you know how i feel I'm about it <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, do you have a, a favorite universal monster you guys she's just laughing at us because i feel like she hasn't seen any of them (laughs) peter is correct um nah i don't have too much knowledge about uh that sort of thing but i have to say uh really enjoyed this movie uh where werewolves were concerned um i don't know if this could ever be beat honestly I don't know. I think uh, I'm just gonna leave it there. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I think I what this it. means is that we need to pool together and write the next best werewolf movie. <laughs> write the screenplay, send it in. <laughs> I just remembered one that could give it some kind of contention. Ginger well. Snaps. Ginger Snaps. Is it '90s? Wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you not? No. Have you not seen I've it? I've never seen Ginger Snaps. Oh God. Never even heard God, of it. God, it's so good. <laughs> Ginger snaps. Yeah, it's uh, two sisters, and one of them turns into a werewolf, and it's great. It's so good. Oh. Hmm. I bought it on iTunes for like $5. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> During the Halloween sale that they do for on iTunes, they always have random sales. Huh. But back to this ginger snaps thing. Yes. Um. <laughs> what year was this? Like 2000? Who did this? I want to say. When was this? It was like two, 2000s. Early 2000s. Really? Yeah. Huh. And. I, I don't think the, the two leads are like that famous. They've been in things, but like. Nothing I could remember. Um, Hold see. on one second. Yeah. It's Canadian. Okay. So that's a movie for the feature for sure, because I actually forgot about it until I remembered it. Alright. <clears throat> yeah, that looks like it was in 2000. So that was, uh. A while ago. <laughs> Which is weird to say, right. in my mind. That's Because we were alive. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what I was doing in 2000. I was like... Freaking out about Y2K. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. Freaking that. Party it was 1999. That's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the age of like eight. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> Drinking some Sunny D. Or Capri Sun, you know. Ooh. Maybe flavor was. <laughs> All right, we got a little off track yeah. there, but uh, <laughs> I think the episode's yeah, pretty much it. over. Yeah, we go out and watch American in London that doesn't have the song Worlds of London in it. I didn't make the cut. Um, yeah, keep up with us on the Twitter's and Facebook. We'd love to hear what you're thinking. And I remain in the shadows. <laughs> I thought you were gonna skip it for a second. I was like, I was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, every episode. <laughs>